Hey, good morning, everybody. It's good to be with you this morning. Jackie and I have enjoyed your hospitality this last month. We've been here with you, and uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we're going to be gone for about the next month or so. I've got some other preaching to do, uh, but we'll be back and, and visit as often as we can get here uh, in, light of, in light of kind of being set free from uh, church home at this point. Uh, we're just kind of kind of considering you home until the Lord uh, decides where to plop us next. So anyway, Steve, you're going to help me uh, get this last message started here today. We got a little game we're going to play. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's a yeah. game that is titled with a question. You know him? Okay, so we've got some pictures that uh, okay. we're going to do. We're going to kind of go back and forth and see just whether or not we do or we don't, okay? Okay. okay. You ready? Well, I am ready. Okay, so here's my first one. You know him? I do believe I do know him. I think we've got some other photos uh, that go, kind of go along with that, a little collage um, maybe. He had some different eras of his... Uh, well, I know the number, and I, do, I believe that his name is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, all right. That's pretty good for being a... a there we go. Yeah, oh. I know, right? Right. Now, see, I tried to throw you a bone here because we've got a couple <laughs> of generations of uh, Colt quarterbacks, just in case you didn't pull up being a Cowboy fan and all. Yes, you know, I, you... I am a Cowboy fan. I know. Go ahead and boo. Uh, but that's happened ever since I was three years old, uh, guys. So. so can you pull up the name of the other quarterback? Andrew Luck. All right. Very good. Yeah. So you, you, you say you know them. I know them. those guys. I know those guys. Yeah. yeah. So you can tell me what, what year it was that Peyton won the Heisman Trophy? Um, I mean, if you know him, you, you, that would be something you'd know. Um, yeah, you're Heisman right, because he didn't Heisman. win the Heisman tr oh. Trophy. Yeah. <laughs> So you tell me you know him, and well, maybe not so not much. Not so much. Yeah, okay. Not even. Okay, well, not that much. We got, I got some more. I'm going to give you another okay. chance. Okay, well, I get, yeah. I get to do a little bit too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let okay. me see what you All got. All right, let's throw, let's throw him this up. There you go. Country music. Uh, yeah. Cow, the hat, cowboy hat yeah. gave it away to me. Um, yeah, come on. He's got that funky microphone in front of him there. He's got um, initials GB. Oh, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Yeah. Yep, 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 yeah, yep, yep. I know, I, yeah, yeah, I know. You know him? I, I know him. Yeah. You know him, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, do you happen to know his wife's name? Uh, I couldn't even tell you if he's married or not. Oh, he is married. He is married. He's married uh, to, yeah, I can't remember her name. Oh, so you She's don't country, know him so much country, either. Country, country, She's a country singer too, right? <laughs> Ah, there Trisha Yearwood. we go. See, See, we had to phone a friend, right? Man, yeah. I did have to phone a friend. That's Jeez. your picture, man. Come I know, on. I know. Uh, do you remember one of the songs he, he sung? Do you remember anything like that? Um, country you, singer, it's got to do with a pickup or his dog or something, <laughs> right? What, what, what kind of song? Which, what's uh, the song? And you know anybody? Well, uh, low Places, right? Is that right? Low, low Places. places. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so uh, Garth Brooks. All right, that's pretty Garth good. Brooks. How about how about my next one? Let's see okay. again. I'm giving you the multi generation. Uh -huh. Here's the old school. Hey, look at there. And here's the new Le school. All right. Okay, I don't know those guys. The old guy, Larry and the Bird. Guy. Larry Bird. I know Bird. Larry Bird. Yeah. Yeah, Larry Bird. Yeah, I know him, man. He, I, he, I'm old enough. I saw Larry Bird play a couple of times in Terre Haute. Really? In in college. Yeah. yeah. You're ancient. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just messing. Uh, now How about see, the other guy? Uh, okay, well. Any Pacer fans in the room that can bail Steve out? Pacer fan. Do you know the guy in the middle in the white? Yeah. 
There it is, oh, Victor Aladipo. Yeah, See? he's the he's the new. He's the new. The new Indiana he's... star. Yeah. So okay. if you know, uh, we won't. I won't ask any questions about. It. I was going to ask you what his full name is. It's it's about this long, Victor's <laughs> name. But uh, so Larry Bird, where's he from? Uh, you said you. You knew know, him. I I think that it. Yeah, I know him. I don't. Well, the only thing I could say would be he's from Terre Haute, but I know he's not from Terre Haute. He no, just went to no. school in Terre Haute. French Lick. French Lick. Yeah, the hick from French Lick, they I called him. I didn't know that. Right? And well. he started playing basketball, not at Indiana State, but there you go. Started playing at Indiana University. I'm glad back you guys the, know. Back in the days. So they know him better than, than you know him. Come on, well, man. Well, that's pretty good, though. I, I, see, now, when, when I was in high school... I was rooting for the other team that always played him. Which was? Well, the Lakers, and I was a Magic Johnson fan. Ah, yeah, okay. So, well, they don't want to hear about that. I know they don't want to hear that either. No, huh? Yeah, he, Magic Johnson's not a popular no, guy here. No, okay. he's definitely not a popular guy. Okay, one. you got another one for me? Yep. Who's this guy right here? No. Now, you said you were a St. Louis Cardinal fan. Yeah, but I also admitted that I was backing off on my passion on these guys, and I, the beard's pretty distinctive. <laughs> <sighs> Come on, you got to okay. give me a little something I, I can else. give you a hint. Okay. Uh, since, so since you said you were, you kind of uh, saw Larry Bird play, let's, yeah. let's go to the next. There we go. Now, well, they're this not might Cardinals. Give you, no, they're not. No, they're not Cardinals, but their last names are same. Oh, Carpenters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes, yeah, yes. good. Yeah. Yeah. So if we were to go back to him. Yeah. Matt you, Carpenter. Matt. Sure. Matt Carpenter. Yeah. He yeah, is a good ball player, but he's, I, yeah. He's a very good ball player, so. You know, I'm, I'm going to have to yeah. turn in my go, fan card. Go back to you know? the Carpenters, if you would, Kim. Thanks. Um, you remember her, her name? Well, her name, sure, now. Uh, Karen Carpenter. Karen, Karen Carpenter. But I wouldn't his know name? his. No, David. David, David Carpenter. Carpenter. And so... They sang, right? They sang. They're singers. Okay. Yep. Uh, um, you might have to phone a friend on this one, but songs. Do you remember the song? Carpenter like a song, songs? Just a song. Just a... No, Jackie, you remember any Carpenter songs? I'm on the top of the world, looking down on creation. Okay, yeah, that'll be enough of that. You're okay, the singer, there we man. go, Carpenters. Yep. Okay. So you, you know them. Um, you, you know, you know them pretty good. Uh, Karen's birthday, probably you'd probably know that if you know them. Mm, no, I assume she had one. She had one, but I don't know when it was. She's okay. Well, we're not. Not, we're not doing. We're very learning good. something here about we're, this. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, let yeah, me show you my next one here. Okay. We'll see how you do on this. And how about that old guy? Oh. oh you know that old oh, guy? Oh. Um, he's been. He's been. Um, uh, he's made the last two podcasts. He's oh, been. He's been a popular uh, guy in the last. Two I have podcasts. mentioned his name. Yeah. With the book. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Max, Max, Max Lucado. Max Lucado. Max Lucado. Yeah, good. I and thought we'd get him in here yes. since you, you know, you've been talking I, about him and the Wimmicks. I, yeah, the Wimmicks. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You are special. That's the book. There you go. And how about a little younger, a little, uh, you know, a little more hip version um, here? He kind of looks like, uh, but it's not him. Um, I can't remember that guy's name either. But th this guy. I know a, this guy. I've, I've, he, I've he's met a musician. This guy. I've met this guy. You, you, you know this guy. I know then. this guy. This guy, Lecrae. There that is Lecrae. you go, man. I know this guy. Elijah and I went to a conference down in Atlanta, and they had this little uh, time frame right before the conference started, and and uh, 
We bumped into Lecrae. How about that? Yeah. You know what I can say now? What? I know somebody who knows this guy. <laughs> yeah. See? <laughs> yeah. I, I, he's you, a pretty cool cat. But you, you, finally got, you finally got it on Max Lakato there. What, uh, he yeah. pastors a church. Yeah. You know the, what church that is? No. Uh, Oak Hills Oak Church. Hills. And you know where, what state it's yeah. in? Big, no. big state. Big state. Yeah. California? Uh, no, even bigger than that. Bigger than that, yeah, Texas. Yeah. There you I go, Texas. Texas. Yeah, Texas. San Antonio, Texas, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Max Lucado, Oak Hill, So you Texas. know him, and you, and yeah, you know no, Lecrae. Yeah. No, I mean, you yeah, know Lecrae. That's I mean, pretty I, impressive. Know, rub shoulders with Lecrae, man. Hey, yeah. you do. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. got another one for me? Yeah. Oh, there's my man Crowder. <laughs> Josh Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> the beard. Yeah. No, no, I wonder Josh. if Josh has had his beard longer than uh, than Crowder's had his beard. Don't I don't know. Yeah. It's been it's been it's the, pretty 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 equal maybe on the, that the, one. The, the tribe of the beard. Yeah, yeah. David Crowder. I like um, Crowder a lot, man. Yeah, we do a lot of his songs here. That's yeah. good stuff. You, I'm, I'm sure you know his wife's name. Uh, no. Does he have one? Yes. He does have one. Yes, indeed he does. Okay. And, uh, uh, he, he, but you know he's Christian music. Uh, oh, Christian absolutely, okay? yeah. And he yeah. travels uh, quite a bit yeah. on tour. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, David Crowder, good guy. Yeah, knowing, finally knowing somebody well. I knew that you had. That was yeah. kind of good. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm sure that you know his street address. Got that? Uh, he probably wouldn't want me to have yeah. that. Yeah. I would want to hang out with well, him. Well, okay, so you know him. You know, and if I showed up at his door, he would not be impressed. You, but you'd probably recognize his voice, wouldn't you? Oh, I would do that, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good, okay. How well. about this little trio I got for you here? Oh, well, hey. Uh, I know they're politicians. There's some diversity among the yeah, three. diversity. That, yeah. Bipartisan possibilities there. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, our president, Yeah, you, you know Trump. him. You know uh, him. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Yeah, do you know, she's a member of the House of Representatives. Do you know what, from what state she represents? East Coast? Uh, no, try the other one. Oh. The land of fruits and nuts. <laughs> That's just what I've heard California, California called, all right? That's just what I've heard it called. Okay. Not, I'm not buying into that, just saying. Well, how this, about the other guy this there? This guy, I've seen his face. I cannot remember. Chuck! Uh, Chuck Schumer. Schumer. Yeah. Chuck Schumer. Yeah. Okay, so they're all politicians. That they are. Yes. I know, I know their faces. That's about it. Yeah. I know their faces. But you know what? I've saved a really good one for you. You got one for yeah, me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Maybe I'll do better. Ah, yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. Billy Graham. Billy Graham just passed away a little while ago. Absolutely. That was um, a fine home going. I bet, you, I bet you do know his wife's I name. I do know his wife's name, Ruth. Ruth. Yeah. I, I bet you even know his son's name. One Franklin. Of his sons. Franklin. Franklin. Franklin's son. Yeah. Fra yep. From North uh, Carolina. North Carolina. See, you know this guy pretty well. He started evangelizing in stadiums. That was the first big deal of mm -hmm. uh, filling up stadiums, preaching mm -hmm. the gospel. Yeah. 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 Incredible service. I'm, I'm sure you probably know him so well. You know what his favorite suit that he, that he would dress in, his favorite suit well, um, Sears? No, no. Sears and Roebuck? No. Sorry. No, not, no. Uh -uh. What, what but, would that favorite suit be? Well, I'm sure it was uh, something special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Sears, though, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> maybe J.C. Penney, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no. yeah, that might have um, been it, yeah. But 
but Billy Graham, um, does, does everybody here pretty much recognize that picture? Yeah? We'd all say we know him. Yeah. Well, I think that there's something about this game. Yeah, all of a sudden we're coming face to face with the reality of the fact that we say, I know someone, but that means different things to us. K-N-O-W, that's an interesting word, how we use it. You see, sometimes all it means is, I recognize their picture. Right. We put each other on the spot fairly well by putting a recognizable picture up there, and either of us were willing to say, yeah, I know that guy, but push come to shove, we didn't know much. We might mean, I'm aware they exist. Yes, I'm aware that there is a... Nancy Pelosi or a Chuck Schumer or a Matt Carpenter or a Karen Carpenter. Right. We, I know they exist. Or I know some things about that person. That might be what we mean when we say that. We might be able to say, I know someone who knows that person. Right. Like right. Lecrae, right. Right? right? Or we might even be able to say, I'm deeply invested in their cause, like our politicians we saw just a moment. I'm really into their agenda, but I don't know them in the sense of having a personal relationship with them. Can't tell you their spouse, can't tell you their birthday. I don't know where they live. We're not going to have breakfast or coffee this week because there is no real relationship there. Now, it doesn't make any difference, anybody we put on that screen today, if you know them or you don't. It doesn't make any difference if you know me or if you know Steve. But there is one person that is absolutely imperative that you know in the sense of having a personal relationship with them. And that's Jesus. It matters if you know him. This message we're going to share with you today is really a prequel. You know how they've been doing that in the theaters these days. They'll have this series of movies, and then they'll get a wild idea for how to, how to make some more movies, and they back up and tell you the story that led up to that story. Well, it struck me this week that we'd been talking about the cycle of grace and that there's very likely somebody who would be here today that had been hearing some of those messages about, about acceptance and sustenance and, and significance and fruitfulness and really couldn't relate to that. Interested, kept coming, but really couldn't relate, really not experiencing that because of what has to come before that can really happen. In order for that cycle of grace to be operational in your life, you have to know Jesus. You have to have a relationship with him. John chapter 17, verse 3 is our text today. Obviously, by the time we get to John 17, we're just a, um, just a chapter before he's arrested and another chapter before his death. And so we're near the end. Here's what he had to say. 
Jesus spoke these things, and lifting up his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, even as you gave him authority over all flesh, that to all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. This is eternal life. Now pause there with me just a minute. Usually when we think about eternal life, we think about a place, right? We think about when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. And we sing songs about mansions and golden streets. And we think about all the people who have gone before us that we look forward to meet. And we think about all the biblical characters we want to sit and interact with. We think about finally getting to see Jesus. Usually that's what we think about eternal life is something that's yet to come. But the only definition that the Bible gives us of eternal life is, is different than that. John 17, 3, this is eternal life, that they may know you. That they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Let's pray a minute. Father, if the experience of faith has not yet landed in hearts and minds who are here today, let this be the day. May, they, may there be a, a clearing of vision to suddenly see spiritual matters as they've never been seen before. May there be May there be an unhesitating obedience to entrust destiny to Jesus and him alone. May there be faith born in hearts today. Thank you for each one that you have brought, especially. Accomplish your purposes here, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, and amen. Eternal life is that we may know him. Know him in the sense of having a relationship with him. Not just knowing about him, to be able to rattle off some facts like Steve and I demonstrated we could do, about faces we recognize. I, the fact that you're here on a snowy Sunday morning tells me you know some things about Jesus. You wouldn't be here. You know some people who know him. You may even have been deeply invested in some things he's up to in this world. But do you know him? Do you have a relationship with him? That is eternal life. It's not something that starts when we die. It's a something that is available to us in the here and now, all the way home and then for eternity. You see, the problem is we don't arrive here with one. The Bible uses word like, words like alienation and enemies 
and separate and being in the world and without hope when it describes our relationship with God when left to ourselves. From the very beginning, God designed us to have relationship with him. He took Adam and Eve and put them in the perfect environment. And apparently, and apparently they were hanging out in the garden. Because as chapter 3 opens and gets on down into the text a little bit, they hear the sound of him in the garden as if they recognize that. So it makes me assume they had been enjoying that, just being with him. Just having a relationship with God. But then chapter 3 opens and the adversary is there in the form of the serpent. It begins questioning God's word. Has God said? And when he demonstrated she didn't know exactly what it was God said, he moved from questioning God's word to questioning God's character and said, you surely won't die if you eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God knows that you eat that fruit, you're going to be like him. Oh, oh, we can be like God? I believe I'll have a taste of being in charge of my life. I believe I'll be God. And they ate the fruit, and everything changed. God had told them they eat the fruit, they're going to die. As you read the text, you don't have to be too observant to recognize that they didn't physically fall over dead. But God being true to his word, indeed, what happened was there was a death, but it wasn't a physical one yet. It was a spiritual one. And what died was that beautiful intimacy with God that they were designed for that I assume they had been enjoying to the fullest. And all of a sudden there was a separation between Adam and Eve and their heavenly father. A separation, an alienation. They had become enemies. And that part of them that was designed to connect with him like this had died. It was gone. God immediately went about what it was going to take to get his family back. But oh, it was going to take generations and generations and generations. But from that point on, every single one of us arrived with a default, bent away from God and separated from him. We have a nature that has fallen fallen from that place of right standing with God. We are not right with him. We are separate from him, alienated. The Bible describes it in all kinds of ways in our New Testament. It says we are alienated and hostile in mind. We are engaged in evil deeds. Romans 5 says we were enemies with God. It says we are separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of peace, Having no hope and without God in the world, every mouth is closed, all the world accountable to God. We are dead in our trespasses and sins. Left to ourselves, that's where we are. 
It's our default. It's, it's not good news. Because the reality of it is, if something doesn't happen to bridge that gap that separates us from God, and we run the course of this life and enter into eternity separated from God, we will remain separated from God. He will not impose a relationship with him upon us for eternity if we have lived our lives in this world communicating consistently, I don't want to know you, God. He won't impose that on us in eternity if we have not pursued knowing him here and now. The good news is, the good news is he didn't leave us to ourselves to try to somehow find our way to get to him. To try to figure this out on our own, that maybe we would finally get smart enough or maybe we could finally clean ourselves up enough to, to somehow say, well, look, God, I've, look at all that I've done. Look, look how hard I've been working to try to be like you. Because there is no figuring it out. It's our nature. That part of us is dead. There is no personal resuscitation that we can accomplish spiritually. We will remain separated from him. But God, knowing that, recognized the only way was if he came to us. Because on our own, we would not get to him. And so that's what Jesus did. Jesus willing to become the God-man, laying aside that free flow, a divine prerogative. Can you imagine what it was like to have been God fully in all of his glory one moment and the next moment to be confined to the womb of Mary? Just how far was Jesus willing to stoop in order to reach us? How low would he go? <laughs> he went so low that he got right into the middle of our mess and took on human flesh, became a bondservant of no reputation because he knew we needed a savior. And that was the only way. He was the only one time in human history because it took the perfect combination of, of God and man had to be God because he was the only one that had life to give. Remember, we're all dead. A dead man can't die for his own sins. But God had life to give, but had to be able to die. And so the perfect combination of God and man, Jesus came to give his life, to take our place, to suffer, and to pay the wages of sin is what? Death. Someone had to die to pay the penalty of sin. Jesus was the one time in human history personal sacrifice that could be made. And he came and he accomplished that purpose. He rose from the dead to, to demonstrate the credentials that he could do it once for the whole world, once and for all, to provide a free gift of eternal life. No more being separated and alienated from God, but now to have the opportunity to be, I love this biblical word, reconciled. Our sin doesn't have to continue to separate us from God. 
We have the opportunity to be reconciled. We can know him. And it's available to us as a gift. You guys, I need your help a minute. You know, you know, you like gifts. You like gifts. Do you have any unopened Christmas gifts at home? No unopened. You mean you opened every single Christmas? We're just two months after Christmas, uh, and you opened every one. Why did you do that? Not sure? You've done it every year. You can remember, can't you? Every year you've opened every one. How much fun is a new video game if you never open that gift? If you never open it, if you leave it in the box, they're not much fun, are they? New Under Armour sweatshirt, it's not much good. You can't wear that to school looking dap, man. If, is that still the right word? Da- it's a little old, yeah. So you're not going to look it, man, you know, if you don't have the new Under Armour. Because by definition, a gift doesn't influence our lives until we do what? Until we receive that gift. What Jesus did for us on the cross was all it took to make available to us a gift of eternal life. We can know him if we will just receive that gift. There's plenty for everybody, but you've got to make a decision. You've got to decide to shift your faith from whatever it is that you are trusting now for your relationship with God or your preparation for eternity. You've got to shift your faith. You say, wait a minute, I don't have any faith. Yeah, you've got faith. You've got faith in something when you think about what's coming next. It may just be your intellect and you've convinced yourself that there's nothing coming, so you're not even going to worry about it. What that says is, I'm, I'm, I'm banking on the fact that I'm pretty smart and there is nothing to worry about. I'm telling you, you're going to get to a place when God moves into your heart and draws you to himself and opens your eyes to see that you're separated from God by your sin, as we all are. And you're going to say, you know what? I'm not smart enough. Or I'm good enough. I'm working really hard. I'm really sincere. I'm trying to amass enough good works. I'm giving my money. I'm going to church services. And you finally have to throw up your hand and say, that's not going to work. That's not going to do it. I can't get my life as straight as Jesus is. I'm going to receive instead from him a gift of eternal life. I'm going to put my faith in Jesus alone. Shift your faith from whatever it is that you've got your faith in now and you put it into Christ. You cast your eternal destiny in his care. And then the Bible says, no more alienation. Now you've experienced reconciliation. Eternal life begins right then. Do you know him? I know you know about him. I know you can tell me some facts about him. I know that you know people who know him. I know you may be even invested in his cause, but you know what? You can invest in his cause and not have a relationship with him. 
happens all the time. You may sit in these seats week after week and not have a relationship with him. And I'm telling you today, that has eternal consequences. Do you know him? Have you placed your faith in Jesus as your Savior and Lord? There are a variety of troubling scriptures, I think. And Jesus spoke some of those troubling words because he knows how much it matters. At the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus had this to say, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Jesus said there are plenty of people who know what to call him. There are even plenty of people who have impressive resumes of works. But then the scripture says, and I will declare to them, I never knew you. I never knew you. Yeah, you knew what to call me. Yeah, you had a list of things to recommend or to make it appear that you knew me. But we had no relationship. You had never received the gift of eternal life from me. I never knew you. Depart from me. When that day comes, I want you to hear, welcome home. You place your faith in Jesus. You cast your eternal destiny with him. He has secured everything that needs to be secured in order to give you that gift of a right relationship with him. Do you know him? Let's pray. Father, this morning I just want to say thanks for the presence of your spirit and his careful and sensitive work in our hearts. Lord, it may very well be that today someone for the very first time will have that aha moment when suddenly the gospel just makes sense. They're going to recognize need. They recognize a separation from you no matter what's gone on before in terms of their experience with you. And today they're going to know they need Jesus. Lord, give them that gift of repentance and faith in their heart, and may they be born again, born from above. Change their eternity today, Father. Father, stand against the efforts of the adversary as he will try to provide lots of excuses 
about why this isn't the time. Counter those, Lord. Counter those and assure them this is absolutely the time to come to Jesus. He is not surprised by anything. He knows us fully and loves us fully and is ready to be reconciled with us. Do your work, Papa, in Jesus' name.